Hey there everyone, this is Chris Hargraves from tipsforlawyers.com and this is the Tips for Lawyers podcast episode number 50. I think I just wanted to pause for some dramatic effect there because 50 episodes is, if you've never tried it, a heck of a lot of episodes to record, especially when you happen to have a full-time job as a lawyer and especially uh, when you've got some other things to do as well in your life. So uh, I thought I'd just pause for a little moment of celebration then and now we can get into the episode. Now, as always, you can find the show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 50. And there you'll find links to whatever I have and also uh, links to things that I mention during the course of this episode that might be useful in terms of resources. So check this out. I would also encourage you, if you have not heard this for a little while, to head over to tipsforlawyers.com slash lawyers library all one word, and sign up for the Lawyers Library. There are some great free resources in there. Get amongst it, download the resources, take yourself through the Essentials course. It is a great free course for young lawyers who are looking to focus upon the development of their legal skills in practice. So I'd really encourage you to do that. And the final thing I would like you to remember to do is to go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating if you believe this is a five-star show as Hopefully you do, because we shouldn't be wasting our time with things that are less than five stars. And that's really what today's episode is about. I wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about time, which is ironic. So I think I'll get straight into it. Now, it would be usual, I guess, a lot of people when they hit 50 episodes do something like what I've learned in 50 podcast episodes or something like that. But uh, frankly, that sounded a little silly in the context because a lot of the people who do those things are in the internet marketing space. And so they can talk about podcasting and microphones and technology and software. And I know you don't really care about any of that. Uh, if you do want to start a podcast, then what you need to do is head over to a modernprofessional.com, which is my other website, where I will be focusing a little bit more on that kind of thing over the next 12 months or so. It is a new site at the moment and I'm building up some material there. But today we're talking about your time and in particular we're talking about how you have more time than you think. I've decided upon this topic because one of the more common unsolicited comments I get uh, as opposed to the solicited comments that I get is a question, and it's a question along these lines, uh, how do you find the time? Or I don't know how you find the time in terms of a comment rather than a question. And that's not too terrible a question. Uh, I'm not saying that to make myself look good. In fact, I have made a series of decisions which means that I can do things like this podcast. I can do things like the articles on tips for lawyers. So, I think that you can take away a few lessons here, but really you need to make some decisions yourself about your priorities, and we are going to get into that. So, in terms of my time, where is it really spread? My time is spread between uh, God and church-related activities, uh, my family, and I have a wife and three children, so uh, that, of course, takes up a bit of time, and I do not, uh, contrary to what some people think, actually neglect my family. (laughs) 
I also, of course, have a full-time job as a senior litigation lawyer, and I think everyone listening to this will have an appreciation for how much time out of the day and the week and the year that kind of thing takes. And, of course, I run tipsforlawyers.com, which you already know. I also run amodernprofessional.com. I have two YouTube channels. I have this podcast. For a time, I had a second podcast, which was both video and audio. I have written a book and I'm currently in the process of putting together a few more. I also, of course, develop courses, which you'll see in the lawyer's library if you decide to get into that. And naturally, uh, as some of you may know, this year I also released a couple of things. I released uh, the lawyer's library. Sorry, I released the lawyer's academy as well as the lawyer's library. One is free. The academy is not free, but it is an ongoing continual focus on legal skills for those who really want to step it up and get some specific, dedicated information that is very, very practical in nature to help you increase your legal skills. So, you can get from that brief summary that I do a fair bit around the place. There are, of course, people who do more than me, and there are people who do less than me. But I think the first fundamental thing that I have had to do as part of my desire to contribute uh, to the legal profession in the way I am is to get rid of time wasters. Now, I have spoken about time wasters in the past and there are some things that waste massive amounts of time. There are some things that waste little amounts of time and there are some things that waste very little time. And really what is a time waster has to be determined by you. I can't tell you that some things are time wasters and some things are not because every one of us has different priorities. But I am going to throw out a few ideas that you might want to think about in terms of how you are spending your time. And at the very least, whether you're spending your time profitably or productively or working towards things you actually want to be achieving. Because here's the interesting dichotomy that comes up. People will simultaneously spend huge swathes of time on these time wasters and at the same time complain that they don't have enough time to get things done. And then they send questions like, I don't know how you find the time. Well, this is how I find the time. I currently uh, do not have a TV, for example. Now, that's fairly recent. Uh, I haven't done that uh, a while back, I've done it only recently, but I am finding, not too surprisingly, that I have a good amount of time around that. Now, I still watch uh, one television show for half an hour a week, give or take half an hour to an hour, and that is my time commitment on television. I watch it on uh, the internet, if you're wondering. So, I do not have a television. I cannot go to the couch and sit down and turn on the TV and watch whatever is on. I have to specifically decide what I want to watch and I have to specifically sit down at my computer desk, which is far less comfortable than the couch, and I have to choose to watch it. Now, I think if TV is a thing for you, what might be valuable to you is actually writing down how many hours a week you spend in front of the TV. Include all possible forms. If you watch it on the bus, include that. If you watch it on your laptop, watch that. If you watch it in lunch times, include that. If you watch it at home, include that. Some people will be horrified. But if you want to watch every episode of Suits, every episode of Game of Thrones, you want to watch everything else, then 
you need to also have in mind that those things come at a cost. And the cost is that you are going to spend a massive amount of time keeping up to date with the various different series that you decide you need to watch or that you just watch out of habit. So how important is TV to you? Only you can tell. But to me, it has become limited importance. What about going to parties and functions and outings and hitting the town on a Friday night and a Saturday night and a Sunday lunchtime? How much time are you spending doing that? And how much time are you spending recovering from those things? I do see a lot of people engaged in those activities. And aside from the fact that they cost simply staggering amounts of money, they are, of course, quite time consuming as well. If you go out from six till midnight, say on a Friday, and then maybe seven till midnight on a Saturday, there's 11 hours every week. If I assume you might need a bit of a sleep in, say a couple of hours beyond normal there, there's another four hours a week. So you're spending 15 hours a week engaged in those activities. Now, at this point, someone will go, Chris, are you just against people having fun? And no, I'm not against people having fun. But what I want you to do is I want you to take a realistic assessment of what are you spending time doing and how is that helping you achieve the things you want to achieve in life? Now, you have friends and they go out. That's fine. You might want to go out with them. That's fine. Do you need to go out with them every week? Do you need to go out every week? What would you be doing if you weren't going out? Now, for some of you, you'd be watching TV, so go back and see point one. But uh, there are other things you could be doing, and the time and energy you're spending in those activities might not be moving you towards your goals. So I think what I can summarize this as is that a lot of people are spending their lives craving entertainment in some fashion. I could go through a few more things, but it is that process of entertainment. It's why you log on to Facebook for no particular reason. It's why you send Snapchats for people just for fun. It's why you get on Instagram and post a picture of your food or and then you spend 10 minutes cycling through your Instagram feed just to see what other people have posted and commenting on it and hearting it and things like that. So that is ultimately what some of these time wasters are about. Of course, there are many, many more. And some of them you cannot control being stuck in peak hour traffic, for example, you probably can't control, but you can use that time more profitably, which uh, if you're interested, I will put a link into my uh, starting your morning better uh, procedures, because that's another podcast where I ran through some useful strategies that you can actually use to start to use that time in the morning and the afternoon slightly better. But I do wonder, how is this process of being entertained through parties or TV or Facebook or social media or calls to friends or whatever? How is that advancing your overall life goals? So when people email me and they say, how do you find the time? The answer is very simple. I have chosen some specific things that I want to achieve and I put them on a higher priority than many other things. Do I go to parties? Yes, I do go to parties. Sometimes. Do I visit my family? Yes, I do visit my family. Do I spend time with my kids and my wife? Yes, I do. I have put those things at a certain place in the priority list as well, but there are some things that are simply no longer on the radar. They are not the most important things. And that really comes down to the concept of essentialism. And I have written about this before, and I've probably mentioned it before, but what you need to consider as 
life goes on and as the constant cycle of going to parties and watching TV starts to perhaps lose its shine a little bit for you, you may want to start finding something that you can dig into that is going to give you a greater feeling of satisfaction with your life and that is going to give you a greater degree of contribution to society and perhaps something that is going to leave you feeling more energized, more productive, and ultimately more satisfied because these are all things that are beneficial versus maybe less beneficial, at the very least neutral, uh, some of these things. So what you need to do as part of any essentialism process is you need to decide what is important because we have a tendency to cling to what we know. I'm halfway through that series. I couldn't possibly stop watching it now. Well, yes, you could. You just need to decide to. And in order to decide to stop doing that, what you need to do, or what makes it easier at least, is to find something more important. So what is more important? For some people, perhaps it will be volunteering. Maybe volunteering is more important. Maybe you want a project of your own. Maybe you need to actually sit down and have a hard think about what really is important. Is going out and getting uh, trashed couple of times a week important if it is and if you decide that genuinely and legitimately then that will be your decision however for many people what they have a tendency to find is that after five years of their life they look back and they go what have I actually achieved in that time how much time and money have I spent so although this sounds a little preachy I admit and although it sounds a little bit like I'm lecturing people on going to parties that is not my intention my intention is to ask you What is important in your life? Where is your focus going to be? And how can you be doing things to set yourself up now so that in the future, perhaps you don't need to work quite so hard as you might currently be? Have a think about that. The process of essentialism involves identifying a more important priority and then watching things fall off the bottom of the list. Now, you can consciously and deliberately purge, uh, and that's what some people do. If you can deliberately stop doing things, and if you can practice saying no to things, then you're going to have a more successful time of it. But if you can really dig down and tell yourself that something is more important than the other things, then that will naturally lead you to do that in priority. So perhaps instead of sitting in front of the TV, you sit down at the computer and write a chapter of a book that's been in your head to write for three years and you haven't got around to it. Something like that. Other priorities make them important. And you will find that the other things have a tendency to slip off the bottom of the list. And that leads nicely into my last tip for today in terms of getting more things done, which is planning versus execution. When surveys are done, for example, about people who would like to write a book, the percentage of people who say they would like to write a book one day is monumental. Think 80% plus. Now, I made that up because I haven't actually got the statistic in front of me, but it's a really high number. It is a very, very high number. And compared to the people who actually sit down and write a book and then compare that to the people who start writing a book but don't finish the book, and you will see a dramatic difference between planning and execution. There are a lot of people who think about a book. Maybe they've jotted down some notes. Maybe they've started a couple of times. Maybe they can't quite find the time to get to it. And they say, I just don't have the time to do it properly. Well, guess what? You can have the time. You can have the time. Barring those cyclic 
times or seasons in your life where you are in fact just run off your feet with certain types of work or that sort of thing, you are able to find the time by and large for those couple of things that you give the highest priority to. It's just that we have grown into habits that are not high priorities and we tell ourselves they are. They are the things we cling to because they're what we are used to and breaking them can be quite difficult. The cycle of getting home, grabbing a drink and sitting in front of the couch, for a lot of people that's just their routine. It's almost effortless. They don't think about doing it. Breaking that cycle can be incredibly beneficial because it allows you to know that you do have a choice. You have a choice about what you choose to do and Rather than spending time thinking about doing something and then telling yourself, I'm in the process of writing a book, even though you haven't got a single word on paper, sit down and start writing. Execute. And the more you execute, the more it will start to clarify. And I'm just using writing a book as an example. If you want to start a website, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to write a book, if you want to volunteer somewhere, if you want to raise children better, if you want to be kinder to your wife or have stronger relationships, if you want to develop tighter relationships with your friends, if you want to give up alcohol or coffee, whatever it is that is the higher priority, then you're going to need to actually make changes. And that might include changes at work as well. Don't keep planning to do things in relation to your professional career and then not execute on them. We do have a tendency to fool ourselves into thinking that we have done something magnificent by producing a plan. And I have waxed lyrical about this before, and so I'll put a couple of articles linked up in the show notes about planning versus execution so that you can get an idea. Now, in that context, it's about marketing plans, but read it more broadly. What do you have in your mind that is something you have wanted to do but not do? What are the steps that it would take to actually get you to do that? And how quickly can you do step one? Once you've done step one, do step two. Once you've done step two, do step three. There is more to this life than planning things and never getting around to them. The feeling of satisfaction as you start to tick off that list and as you start to snowball towards those goals is really quite satisfying. And if not for any other reason than that feeling of momentum and satisfaction that a lot of young lawyers start to really feel. The first couple of years of practice are driven by adrenaline. The next couple of years are driven by a desire for promotion. But there comes a point where you start to plateau out and you start thinking, well, hang on, what am I actually doing? Am I treading water? How am I advancing? Where is my momentum? What am I achieving in my life, not just my profession? And that all sounds a little bit maudlin, but it is episode 50, so I'm allowed to do that. But what I would like to impress upon you is that the more you can execute Rather than spending all of your time planning, a little bit of planning, of course. I'm not saying make stupid decisions and I'm not saying leap into things in haphazard ways. I'm saying don't spend your time planning if you've already planned. And that's really the process by which I uh, get as much done as I do. Uh, Like I said, there are more people who get more things done and they're everywhere. And I'm sure you can find them on the Internet. But this is my podcast. So these are my ideas about the process. So getting rid of those time wasters, boiling things down to the essentials and then planning and execution. Execute. Do it consistently and do it quickly. And you will be in a position to go ahead with your particular goals. That has been the Tips for Lawyers podcast. 
episode number 50. I hope you've gotten something out of it. I hope it wasn't too preachy for you and gave you some practical strategies to perhaps think about, especially coming into uh, a new season. Uh, If you're listening to this near Christmas, then Merry Christmas. And if you're nowhere near that and you're new to the podcast, then uh, hopefully it was useful anyway. Show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 50. And I'd also once again encourage you to leave a review Go to tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes and that will take you helpfully to the review page where you can leave a positive review and some nice remarks. And I do read them and I appreciate them. So I will see you next time. This is Chris Hargraves from tipsforlawyers.com. Thanks for listening.